Mindwise with Dr. Joe Lukens. It's school holidays, of course, and sometimes it can be such an uphill battle keeping those kids busy and not just yelling out things like boring. But boredom can come in many forms. And look, it might even be good for you. Psychology expert Dr. Joe Lukens is with me now to get mindwise about boredom. Good morning. Good morning, Sarah. So how do we define boredom exactly? What is it? Yes, I, I agree with your lead in. I think probably there are parents all over Queensland that could tell us exactly what boredom looks like <laughs> because they're hear, hearing it from their children in their lounge rooms. But generally what we know about boredom is it's a lack of interest or stimulation that people have. And when people feel like their current situation or their lives is monotonous or uninteresting, and they really struggle to find that stimulation and engagement. So that's usually what we label as boredom. Right. So why do we experience boredom? I think it can come about from a range of factors. So a lack of novelty or challenge might be part of it, or it might be that a task might be really repetitive, or we might not feel like we're getting much out of the activities that we're engaging in. If you've ever worked a job where which hasn't felt fulfilling, being bored is often a way that people might describe that. So there's a range of ways that boredom might present itself. And sometimes it can be in those routine tasks and sometimes it's because of a lack of routine. So it's all very individually based. And I think a lot of the time when we think about boredom, it's, oh, so boring. Is boredom a negative emotion? I think that's how lots of people view it. And we, we don't just go out to strive to have a boring day particularly. I'm not a big fan of labelling our emotions as negative or positive. I think that the, every emotion can be functional, but I think the most common way that we describe boredom is it's very much a negative experience and one that we want to get ourselves out of. So what are the consequences of chronic boredom though? Yeah, chronic boredom is probably a little more problematic for people. So if people have extended periods of time of feeling bored, we know it can have an unhelpful consequence for their well-being and mental health. So we see it in terms of its links with stress and depression and anxiety. It may even lead to or contribute towards addictive behaviours. So if we're going through a life that feels boring most of the time, then it's probably an indicator to us that something needs to change or we need to do something a little bit differently. So how do we do something differently and make that change? How can boredom be alleviated? There's a couple of strategies around it. And I think the first thing is to notice that you're bored, which sometimes isn't a hard thing to do. But that mindfulness around how am I thinking at the moment? How am I feeling? I've been doing the same old and I'm really not very satisfied with it. You, it's got to start with noticing it. And then I guess being curious about what are some of the new experiences that you might be able to set for yourself? Are there any particular goals that you're wanting to work towards what's the balance looking like between your work and your home and not that I'm saying you need to have a balanced life for those people who are engaged in employment how does that fit in with the rest of your life so it's really giving yourself a little bit of an assessment as to how life is going and where those changes could potentially be made and I guess when it comes to boredom it's so easy to fill our time these days we've got tv we've got the internet so easy to just pick up our phone but can a bit of boredom actually be good for us well, I have teenage sons and they will—they know not to say that they're bored in my household, either because one, I'll find them something to do, or my response is always, that's great, because bored children get creative. That is, I don't know, well, I can remember being a bored high school student or younger student and you'd go out and you'd make a cubby house or you'd go and do something or some sort of pursuit. So 
the nice thing about boredom is it can almost be a catalyst into doing something novel or creative. So we can certainly, I guess, tweak it to our benefits and make it more beneficial for us. Joe, is boredom the new stress? It's, it'd be interesting to see what people are thinking about when they're hearing us talk about this story, because I think for some people it's almost like boredom shame, if you like, that you, you know, that we're supposed to have these lives that are so full or so busy that boredom is almost like a, an admission of a failing, if you like. And I don't think, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's a healthy way to conceptualise it. But I do think that for some people, people who are exasperated and have, feeling like they have nothing to do, some people even struggle to admit that. So there's no doubt that, as a, we were talking about earlier, for an extended period of time, being bored can be stressful, just as being incredibly busy can be stressful as well. So that there's probably a sweet spot there for all of us in terms of engaging in activities and then also having some quiet time where we have nothing to do. I know it's hard to find sometimes, especially when the kids are at home in the school holidays. Absolutely. I solved it for my household this weekend because we moved house. And no one in my household is bored. Uh, if they are, they're not admitting it because I'll give them another box to unpack. So <laughs> it's sometimes, and I think for parents through the school holidays, one of the reasons that's so challenging is because our children have a, such a change in routine. Like one of the things that can alleviate boredom is routine. The school routine gives them plenty of things to do so that they, then when there is some downtime through the holidays, they're at a little bit of a loss as to what to do next. Oh, and it's interesting, isn't it? Whilst the phones and the technology and all of that is around these days, do you think we've become more bored since consumer technology started messing with our attention spans? Yeah, I don't think it's helped us at all. I think what it's done is there's so much immediacy in that whole notion of flicking your way through a screen that nothing grabs our attention for very long. So we struggle in lots of other areas of our lives to pay attention and therefore boredom may creep in. I'll be interested to see where the research goes in the coming years because I think that our tolerance for downtime and doing things that are just quiet, I don't think we're as good at that as we once were. We'll see where the research takes us, but I know certainly when you talk to people, I don't think the technology is helping with our attention spans or our relationship with boredom. Joe, any final thoughts before I let you go? I guess be curious. I'm a big fan of the word curious. So be curious next time you find yourself being bored rather than labeling that as a good thing or as a bad thing. Just maybe it's time to think about doing something differently. And we know a lot of people wish they could be bored because they've got so many things that they're doing. So maybe the times when it comes along, maybe to enjoy that time as well, perhaps. Yeah, some good advice there this morning. Dr. Joe, thank you so much. Thanks, Sarah. Dr. Joe Lukens there, psychology expert, getting mind-wise about boredom. Do you have thoughts?